See photos of the equipment used for the Dementia Live experience by going to livemiccommunications.com. Under Podcast Series, click Creating Dementia Solutions. Welcome back to Creating Dementia Solutions. No, this is not a spaceman. This is Richard Pyatt here as usual. But today on the program, we're talking about a special experience called Dementia Live. And we're going to explain exactly the benefit of that and how useful it really is. And I think you might find this very interesting and may want to have an opportunity to experience it yourself. Karen Courtney is here from Carewell Services Southwest to talk about this program. Actually, when I look at you wearing these, they're pretty slick. (laughs) Hi, Karen. The special thing about these glasses, these are developed for this Dementia Live experience, and these glasses have only a pinhole of clearance in the center. The rest of the glasses are blocked out, so... It mimics the experience that some people with Alzheimer's and dementia may be experiencing as their vision changes occur during dementia, as their sight is limiting and their peripheral vision may be shrinking down. So this is one of the tools worn during the Dementia Live experience. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more. And for the benefit of those who are listening and not watching, these glasses are not unlike what you might get at the eye doctor after you've gotten your eyes dilated and you're trying to just reduce the glare that you're experiencing. But as Karen pointed out, these particular glasses in the Dementia Live experience have these sort of small areas where you can look through, and this helps mimic that experience that some folks with dementia may be having. It's reduced to about a dime-sized opening, I yes. would say. It's about the size of a dime. So it really eliminates most of the peripheral vision, the vision up above, and the vision down below. Mm-hmm. So that's one of, one of the devices that's used in the experience. Yeah, so we might call this similar to like a virtual reality kind of experience, right? Similar, because you are you are actually going to walk into a room that has been preset with some activities and task things to do. You will be geared up in the oversized, not-so-tactile, <laughs> thick cotton gloves, so your, your sensation levels on the ends of your fingertips are greatly diminished. Uh-huh. So you're not getting all the cues, the verbally and the physically sensitive cues that your brain is used to getting right. from those hands as you're touching stuff. So you'll be geared up. You'll have the gloves, you'll have the glasses, and you'll have and the headset. headset which is pre-programmed with some overlapping audio. So there are, imagine, sirens driving past, ambulance and emergency vehicles. There's dog barking. There's somebody hollering from the other room, dinner's ready. There's the TV or the radio going in the background. So all of those sounds are overlapping simultaneously in your ear while your vision is diminished, while your sensations are diminished, and while you're expected to complete some tasks that you are directed by the facilitator for the experience. Think about that. You're receiving all of this overstimulation in your ears to which you might respond visually or with touch to try and understand what's happening to you. And that's diminished as well, as you say. The tactile touch kind of situation is not as effective. 
The sight is not as effective with these dime-sized eyelets where you're trying to see through. <laughs> well, the prioritizing of auditory input, the stuff that we are hearing, our brain is so used to, we tune out the background noise. Yeah. We tune out the, the blower from the air conditioner. We tune out you know, the dog in the background or the TV in the other room. But as dementia progresses, as the disease takes over more and more of the brain and, and diminishes the capacity of the brain, that ability to prioritize auditory input of what is important versus what is not important, you're hearing everything. You may be hearing all of it right. and having to pick and choose which sound is the important one that you should pay attention to is a skill that you may no, no longer have capacity to decide mm -hmm. or to, to complete. So part of this tasking while you're wearing this headset is you're going to go into a task-based room and the facilitator is going to, at your shoulder, while this headset is babbling in your ear, is going to tell you to complete some tasks. Oh, my. You know, count some cards, pick out some change, put some kibble in the dog dish, button up a shirt, a, a variety of tasks. So a list of about four things that you're expected to remember while this is going on in your ears. And then you've got a, a limited, to, you've got like 10 minutes in the room to try and complete the tasks. And there's usually four or five people in the room with you doing similar things. Oh, so on top of that, you have some others trying to sort it out too. Yep, yep. Uh -huh. so what we see is a lot of Alzheimer's behaviors or what we consider behaviors of those with cognitive decline. We see people mimicking that. People who are seen as in caregivers and family members who may not have the disease but they've got limited visual, limited auditory, limited touch. They've been told to complete some tasks. And we'll remember playing games as kids, you know, here's a tray full of objects. Remember all of those objects and you disappear out of sight for a minute. And then you tell everybody, write down all the objects on the tray. And they're trying to remember there was this, there was this, there was this. The same thing. You give them five tasks. They're lucky if they remember three of them. And then they start looking around the room to try and see, well, what else is somebody else doing? oh, that person's buttoning a shirt. Maybe I'm supposed to button a shirt. Uh -huh. So they'll go over and mimic the other person. That is something that caregivers see again and again with persons with Alzheimer's is the copycatting, the, the mimicking, the, the following you around and doing what you're doing, the fake it till you make it mm -hmm. um, kind of behavior. There are those with earlier signs who may know that they are having some memory challenges who are fearful about letting their family members know so they may be masking their difficulties by just trying to fit in with what's going on in the room around them. Right. Um, yeah. So we see those, those challenges being mimicked in this Dementia Live experience. And once the timer goes off and we gather the people that have experienced it together and they, they start talking about, well, I couldn't remember this, so I started doing that. I uh -huh. saw she was doing this or that. Or they didn't realize how much all that outside noise that they were personally filtering. So when they took off the headset and you say, close your eyes, what do you hear going on around you? And they go, oh, I guess there's an air conditioner. There are distant sirens. There's you in front of me. There's the other people around the table. There's that person tapping a pencil. If hmm. all of that wasn't being screened out by their healthy brain, how overwhelming that would be. That is incredible. So let's think about that a second. We're creating what I'm going to call a virtual reality experience to help people understand what folks with dementia might be having to handle. Right. So who does this benefit? This benefits caregivers, 
this benefits family members to have a greater understanding of what the person's challenges may be or maybe developing towards. They may not be at that point yet, but they may be headed that way. SENA's assistance at assisted living facilities, at caregiving facilities, at nursing homes, staff members, doctors, those who deal with patients and persons with cognitive decline can all benefit from, you know, walking a mile in their shoes. I was just going to say that. <laughs> this is... We're, a, on the, we're on the same team. <laughs> yeah. This is a tremendous way to help those of us understand the folks who we're helping, as well as our loved ones, what they might be going through. Yeah. Yep. How incredible and powerful. That vision limitation, that limited line of sight where all your periphery is gone. Imagine walking around with no peripheral vision and no up and down vision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're heading, you're heading into, the, into the cafeteria, the dining area at your assisted living, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody just pops up in front of you. If you have a family member who says, you're always sneaking up on me, you're always, you know, trying to scare me, you're startling me. If their vision changes are happening where all of a sudden things are just magically appearing suddenly in front of them, imagine how scary and startling that would be. Right. Um, And we may not have understood that. Right. And there are other symptoms. There are other eye complications. There are medications. There are blood pressure changes, blood sugar changes that can cause changes to vision. It is not guaranteed to be Alzheimer's or cognitive decline. So if you're having vision changes, get your eyes examined, let your doctor know what sort of changes you're experiencing so they can test for other things because it's not always Alzheimer's. It's not always dementia. We've certainly been talking about that more recently. So here we are with our, our headset on and our, our uh, I should have put the glasses on before the headset. But anyway, you get the point. The limiting sensory opportunities that we have with this on helps us understand what happens. So how do we take this Dementia Live experience? The Dementia Live experience, we've just recently at our area agency on aging at CareWell Services, We have just recently uh, trained additional staff to Mm. deliver this program so they can call our agency at 269-966-2450 for delivery of the program in Calhoun County, Michigan and Barry County, Michigan. Nationwide, this experience is something that is offered by many area agencies on aging in other people's counties that may be called a commission on aging, but area agencies on aging also may be offering this program as well. The NCOA, the National Commission on Aging, has a website on evidence-based programs and evidence-informed programs, and they can find a local program through there. This one is offered through the Age UKATE. A-G-E-U-C-A-T-E. Uh, uh-huh. The Educate Institute developed and designed this particular program. So uh, they have information about the program. So if there's other agencies that don't have it or other communities that don't offer this in their community who want to offer it, the Educate website can tell them how they could get the training and learn the facilitation to bring it to their community. All right. And we will link, of course, the CareWell Services Southwest website in the show notes for this episode so you can click through and follow that link and learn more about this program and how to participate in this. This is incredible, Karen. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you for having me. Karen Courtney, CareWell Services Southwest on Creating Dementia Solutions. Our program is a Miles for Memories program, movement program, research 
That's what Miles for Memories is all about in Calhoun County. Make sure you click the like on the Facebook page for Miles for Memories so you're alerted when these episodes come available. And also make sure you're up to date on all of the Miles for Memories events and happenings that are going on at milesformemories.org. I'm Richard Pyatt. Thanks for being with us. See photos of the equipment used for the Dementia Live experience by going to livemicecommunications.com. Under Podcast Series, click Creating Dementia Solutions.